the week of March 18th, I will be hosting a free five-day hyperthyroid healing diet challenge. This is the first time I'll be doing this challenge in over two years. And whether you have Graves' disease, toxic multinodular goiter, or a different hyperthyroid condition, this challenge can benefit you. To register for the free hyperthyroid healing diet challenge, visit hyperthyroidhealing.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, can hyperthyroidism cause insomnia? The truth is that sleep issues are very common in those with hyperthyroidism. And while the elevation in thyroid hormone levels are a big factor, there can be other factors. So if someone has overt hyperthyroidism, you do want to do things to address the elevated thyroid hormone levels, whether it's taking antithyroid medication or when I dealt with Graves' disease, I took the herb bugleweed to help lower the thyroid hormone levels, along with, I took motherwort too, but it was the bugleweed that was lowering the thyroid hormone levels. But regardless of whether you take antithyroid medication or bugleweed, you want to address the cause of the problem so you don't have to rely on the medication or the herbs. But you also need to consider other factors. So with Graves' disease, stress is a big factor. I mean, stress is a big factor with other types of hyperthyroidism as well, as well as with Hashimoto's and other health conditions. But the research actually shows a big correlation between Graves' disease and chronic stress. And so when we're looking at stress, when we're considering stress and the role that it plays when it comes to insomnia, we think about cortisol imbalances. And I see a lot of people with high cortisol, some people with low cortisol, and usually it's the high cortisol that has a greater impact when it comes to sleep issues, but low cortisol can also be a factor too. And this is why I recommend testing the adrenals, whether it's a saliva test or a dried urine test, like the Dutch test, a test that looks at the circadian rhythm of cortisol is what I recommend. When I dealt with Graves, I did saliva testing. I wasn't familiar with Dutch testing at the time. These days, I still do a lot of saliva testing, but I commonly recommend dried urine testing too. But either way, looking at the adrenals and then addressing any adrenal imbalances, supplementation can play a role, but of course, diet and lifestyle are important. Stress management is a big factor. And so there's that stress component. And then there's blood sugar. There's blood sugar imbalances. So eating too late in the evening. So if your last meal is at nine o'clock, or let's say your last meal is at 6.30, but you snack until 9 30 10 and then you go to sleep shortly after that could be a factor when it comes to sleep issues or maybe you do stop eating at 6 30 but that doesn't mean you can't have blood sugar imbalances so that's a, another common factor insulin resistance and th- this could happen in hyperthyroidism probably more commonly associated with other health conditions including Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Probably I see that more commonly insulin resistance, but I do see insulin resistance of those with hyperthyroidism, including Graves' disease, toxic multinodular goiter. So if you have blood sugar imbalances, you need to address those. And diet plays a big role, but usually in a condition such as insulin resistance, there's an inflammatory component. And I should mention not just insulin resistance, hypoglycemia, really any type of blood sugar imbalance can play a role. So that's another thing to look into, room temperature. So this is very basic, but we need to remember that a lot of people with hyperthyroidism have heat intolerance. So 
if you have a temperature that's really high in your household, let's say, you know, 72 degrees, then that could be a factor. Maybe it's not the number one factor, but it's something easy enough to adjust. Maybe bring down a temperature to 68 degrees or maybe even lower than that if the other people in the household are okay with that. But but that also could be a factor. Of course, if the heat intolerance is caused by the hyperthyroidism, then you still want to address the hyperthyroidism, which I already discussed, but just wanted to bring up the, the room temperature as well. Having too much light at night. Now, if you started developing sleep issues upon developing hyperthyroidism, then maybe this isn't the factor. Again, the stress could be a factor because stress and hyperthyroidism, especially stress and Graves' go hand in hand. And again, it's not uncommon for people with thyroid imbalances, even thyroid autoimmunity to have blood sugar imbalances. And I mentioned with hyperthyroidism and room temperature. Now, when it comes to too much light at night, that probably is something that has been going on for quite a while. And you know, if you are experiencing insomnia prior to developing hyperthyroidism Graves' disease, that's when you might want to look into other things. Uh, or again, you could still look into stress, blood sugar imbalances, room temperature, but don't overlook the basics. So make sure that you don't go on electronics, whether it's a computer or watching TV right before going to bed. I know a lot of people do it and a lot of people sleep okay, but if you're not sleeping okay, then again, you want to do everything you can to try to get a good night's sleep. And like I said, you want to address the basics. And a lot of people don't look at getting too much light exposure as something that could be a factor, but it definitely could, uh, mainly the blue light. And so I would avoid TVs. I would avoid computers, let's say at least an hour before bed. And uh, maybe just do some reading, ideally not an e-reader, but probably that's not as bad as going on a computer and uh, being in a really well-lit room at night, maybe dim the lights. So that's another thing you could look into. Of course, sleep apnea could be a factor as well, which again, if you had sleep issues well before hyperthyroidism, then you could look into that. I, I don't know of any relationship between hyperthyroidism causing sleep apnea or vice versa. But again, something maybe you want to look into. So yeah, that's really what I would recommend. I mean, so that's my response to the question. Can hyperthyroidism cause sleep issues? Can hyperthyroidism specifically cause insomnia? You know, the answer is yes. It is very common for hyperthyroidism to have that effect. But I wanted to expand on this and let you know that even if your sleep issues develop shortly after developing hyperthyroidism, you want to look and see these other factors I discussed, the stress, the blood sugar imbalances, even the room temperature. And yeah, maybe look into other things such as too much light at night, sleep apnea. And these are just a few things. There could be other factors I didn't discuss here, but I want to keep it kind of short and just remind you to focus on the basics. So I hope you found this Q&A to be super valuable and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm super excited to announce the upcoming release of my third thyroid-related book and the second one I've written on hyperthyroidism. 
It will be called the Hyperthyroid Healing Diet, and it will be released on Monday, March 11th. Although there is a chapter that focuses on diet in my book, Natural Treatment Solutions for Hyperthyroidism and Graves' Disease, the Hyperthyroid Healing Diet will go into much greater detail, as it will be the most comprehensive book related to diet and hyperthyroidism. There will be a significant discount for those who purchase the book for the first week after its release, and those who purchase the book will also get access to the resources, which will include dozens of recipes, checklists, along with a few bonus chapters not included in the book. And those who join my book support team will receive some other cool perks. If you'd like to join my Hyperthyroid Healing Diet book support team, you can visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash book support.